What what I can take away is shitty <laughs> podcast <deep> making. <laughs> Should have never been cut. <laughs> Lord, another night, another podcast, sitting in my basement with a few of my good friends. You sound like you need to be wearing a bolo tie. and waning on movies that I saw at the theater. You sound like you need to be, like, drinking a mint julep and, like, waxing a mustache. Parker, darling, if you wouldn't mind getting me my mint julep. Dude. Wow. Evil. Is this new? What? 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 Evil Dead. The the guy who made the Evil Dead remake is gonna make a movie about Dante's Inferno. Hot damn! Yeah. Wait, wait. Dante, like the book or the video game? The video game. Yeah. Aww. No, not the book. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess like. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Adapt the, Dante's yeah. Inferno, the electronic arts video game. Yeah. I remember, when, I remember when, when, no, when, when EA I mean, and then it says, which was also based on. Yeah, when EA announced they were going to do a video game based off of the Divine Comedy, yeah, I was whoa. like, I thought it's for a quick second, I was like, wow, that's going to be, that's going to be, yeah, and then I really thought like? about it, I'm like, that's going to be awful. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a one of or, or it's going to be, be ba- like, not even remotely based on <laughs> Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Yeah, are you just going to introduce us? All right. all right. I guess I'll just introduce us. I'm finding so. all this news. All right. Well, don't find too much news because we got to introduce ourselves. Yeah, here. well, introduce I'm ourselves. Gonna introduce. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Enter the Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies both new and in Netflix. Uh, in Netflix. Or on not, Netflix. Not, not, not on, on Netflix. Yeah. In The movies are in the Netflix, They're and you have to Netflix. go through it to get to them. It's just like the Matrix. We have to go back into the Netflix. Old people reviewing movies. How do they get them all in the little box <laughs> Where there? do they fit all those episodes of uh, The Fresh Prince? My son <laughs> loves that show. And uh, Will Smith is such a nice black man. <laughs> it's a non-threatening. Uh, so you know, the worst part about watching a Blu-ray is you got to rewind it. You know, you just got to back it up. Back it uh, up. Takes forever. Tappa, tappa, tappa. When did, when did you become like... From New Jersey, like northern uh, New Jersey. I'm from uh, New Jersey. Parker is from New Jersey. Thank you very much. You Are you trying to say Spoiler alert! <laughs> he doesn't have the accent. Anyway, oh, we this just podcast. gave away a big chunk of his origin story. Yeah, exactly. That was supposed to come later. <laughs> <laughs> And we still haven't gotten around right to <laughs> we, we, we are not getting to that part of the show yet. Come on. <laughs> anyway, my name's Chris Klump. With me, as always, is Matt Schaefer. And I am Parker. <laughs> Parker? Parker? Yep. Parker. Parker. Dude, you're named after That's that. next episode. That's the next episode, oh. Matt. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. Episode. That's right. <laughs> Not this episode. Oh, Tune in next week, everyone. Next week all right, sorry. I'm for jumping that, the for gun. That joke to make I'm sense. I'm jumping the gun on all these great <laughs> jokes that we're gonna have for this just, shitty movie that we're gonna review. They're just they're just coming at you. Oh guys, you can't wait for next week. Oh, we that's a preview. 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 <laughs> uh, this week we reviewed Riddick. It's a little, a little old of a movie for us. No, no, not not Chronicles of Riddick. Oh. oh. But Just even Riddick. Riddick. Even Riddick, that's been out for a few weeks. It's been has, but there hasn't been a lot else out in the last couple weeks. No, 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 no. Come on. There's been all kinds of great movies that have come out the past there two was weeks. That, I mean, uh, there gotta... was that One Direction movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah One Direction, supposedly a uh, very well done documentary on a boy band. Uh, you got uh, Family, that. Turns out that sucked. Nobody saw that coming. Uh, what? That was so great. Ooh, what else? What else do we have? Uh, Insidious <laughs> Chapter Two. Little bit of a sophomore slump. Whoops, the daisies. Didn't know that one was coming. <laughs> All right, uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So no, <laughs> and that's we, it. We were well, like, wow. So we saw. We Riddick. really did pick the best option. So we saw Riddick. Ah, uh, <laughs> but before we get into Riddick. Let's get into some news. Parker, hit me. All right. Well, first, we have uh, exciting Brian Cranston news. Always <gasps> always exciting. Yes. Oh, is there going to be Brian another Cranston. season of Breaking Bad? <laughs> Even? Well, it's probably just fine. 
It's not better. Wait, 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 wait. Not is it, better. Is it better for those of us who don't watch Breaking Bad? Uh, well, for those of us who don't watch Breaking Bad, you should just, kill yourself. Yeah, you're, yourself. this is. Hey, what I'm, are you doing? I'm waiting. Time's going to tell whether Breaking Bad's going to be worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> in the last two episodes, right. they can really drop. Them I off. judge a show by every single episode. It doesn't matter if it's been critically acclaimed up to this point. No. Those last two episodes are the ones that count. So that's why that's why he he dodged a bullet with Lost. Yeah, he waited and he was like, no, nope, people were complaining oh, about the last, episode. Like the last exactly. episode. Don't I have waited, to watch any of it. I waited several years <laughs> after Lost. Watched the first season and then somebody was like, uh, you know, they don't answer where the polar bear came from. I'm like, fuck this noise, I'm out. <laughs> the uh, polar bear. They do. It's in a little special extra, like five minute video. Yeah, it, it's like if I gotta watch it on YouTube, it doesn't count. Here, here's how the Not polar. Canon. Here's how the polar bear got there. Someone brought the polar bear there. <laughs> like, there you go. What a twist. Uh, <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to the Brian Cranston news. Okay, Lost. so Brian Cranston will be playing uh, the blacklisted screenwriter. Dalton Trumbo in a biopic, or as Matt likes to pronounce it, biopic. A biopic. Nice. So for during the Red Scare in the House of Un-American Activities Committee, uh, a Dalton Trumbo was a screenwriter um, who got blacklisted and had to write under a pseudonym. But he wrote plays like, or wrote plays. He wrote uh, screen plays like Gun Crazy, Spartacus, Roman Holiday. Hmm. So a very good screenplay writer, and uh, yeah, so Brian Cranston will be playing him. All right. So there's a 1977 book all about him. So I guess that's what the who's uh, who's playing Joseph McCarthy. I don't know. That's a good question. Good I, I don't question. know if it's been cast yet, or if he's even be. in the movie. Maybe it's he's like, gotta be. He's got, you, yeah, you would think you would think yeah. he'd be pretty. If it's during the whole story, Red Scare but, thing, yeah. it's, he's gonna he, he he's yeah. the main bad guy. I hope, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's he's the antagonist, but yeah. So that is, that'll is, be is, is it going to be Leonardo DiCaprio? He's going to he's always great plays. choice. Although he's a little too young. Well, did, Ed no, Harris. He played, he didn't he play Joseph McCarthy in another Who? movie? No, 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 no. no Leonardo DiCaprio. No, you're oh. thinking of uh, you're not thinking of Joseph McCarthy. You're Who thinking, am I thinking of, of the head of the. Uh, oh oh yeah 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 the the guy. Yeah. Cut this all out. Okay. Yeah. Right now, the guy, the guy who dresses up as as women's clothes underneath. Oh, I thought that was just McCarthy. No, 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 no. Uh, J. Edgar, J. Edgar J. Hoover. Oh, I, okay. Yes. All right. You're right. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got J. Edgar Hoover mixed up with Joseph McCarthy. My apologies. No problem. But yeah, Joseph McCarthy. Still, uh, with my, my, you know. I wonder who. Yeah. Get Leo in that. Yeah, yeah. he'd be good. Uh, he, again, get though, him some old guy makeup. Young. Old guy makeup. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Easier said than done, Chris. Not nowadays. We could all do nah, it digitally. So yeah. when, uh, when when's that due to come out? Uh, we got no date on this right now, but you know it looks to be a very dramatic role, very similar to Breaking Bad. In that, when he becomes blacklisted, um, he starts Trumbo Trumbo's battle with the House of American Activities um, destroys his family, oh. and the emotional weight destroys his careers, his friendships, and all of his friends' lives crumble around. The weight of the fear of the Red Scare. So, so very similar to Breaking Bad in that everything goes to shit while... Whoa, whoa. Don't spoil anything about Breaking Bad. I, I thought it was a Yeah, comedy. come on. He thought, he thought it gets better. <laughs> thought it I thought it was out. Breaking Good. <laughs> so it started out a little rough, but then by the end, they're all just on a beach somewhere having a pool party. I don't know. So. Um, the title of the movie, Breaking Bad. Okay. <laughs> Well, that uh, that sounds good. And again, yep. as as uh, I, I've gone on, uh, I've gone on and on uh, on, on, on earlier episodes of this podcast. Uh, Brian Cranston can do no wrong. Yeah, mm. except yeah, except you know that remake of Total Recall. Hey, <laughs> hey, he was good in that. All right, fair enough. Is it wait? Is let's let's say he's been a part of wrong. <laughs> he's been <laughs> he's been Listen, a party no, to wrongdoing. No, he he somehow his he he is good in it. Okay, and though so his parts were good. Wait, it was just, if you rock. if you just edited out all the parts of Brian Cranston in that, it would be a solid movie. Is this like Chris? Enough. Is this like Chris's thing about John Leguizamo? <laughs> I I love John Leguizamo, but I hate all the movies he's in, and I hate him in those. <laughs> 
Every time I watch him, I hate him. You know, but I, I love him. But I love him. But he's bad in those movies. I, I, and the movies and I don't like him. I, I really don't see how I can explain this any further. I mean, it's the sound. It's the, the sound you, you pretty much just summed it all up, Parker. Yep. Thank you. There you go. Okay. All right. So. Now some, some exciting news on your uh, end, because I know you're pretty excited when you read this. Yes. Adam Sandler. Excited! He's gonna be in Billy Madison three. <laughs> they're just gonna skip two. Thank Go you. Right to three. Finally, wait. <laughs> oh, they're just skipping two. No, really? uh, no. Uh, Adam Sandler will be doing another indie drama, very similar. To, or uh, one of his, my favorite roles by him is in Punch Drunk Love. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, it's good, like good, the good, best good. movie. No, no, no. Punch, Punch Drunk Love is great. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, he's gonna be in another indie drama. Uh, this time directed by Thomas McCarthy, who you might know from The Station Agent. Anybody else seen that one? No. It is the movie that began Peter Dinklage's rise, rocket really? success. Pre-Game uh, of Thrones. Yeah, this hmm. is the, the role that people say Peter Dinklage got his career off of, his Station Agent. This movie's going to be but going on my Netflix that's di- the same here. director as the, as the Station Agent, so Thomas McCarthy. That That's really exciting. I mean, I, I was really... Hoping back when uh, Adam Sandler did his whole indie drama, you know, kind of tinged his toe yeah. in the water there for a little bit. And well, Spanglish too. That's yeah, a great Spanglish. Movie. Is, so yeah. good. Um, and then it just kind of, I, I guess those movies just didn't make enough money for him. I, guess. I mean, because I know the, uh, the Happy Madison Funny People was good. I liked it. Uh, I liked it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I liked Funny People. Okay, but that's a little bit less like. It has some serious in No, I, as far as indie... Oh, no, it's not indie. No, it's no, not no, indie. No. But it's a serious film. Yeah, no, no. it is more serious. <clears throat> it's not just a goofball grown-ups, but, but whatever. A, I mean, but but he he followed up his, his you know, serious uh, indie dramas with, uh, what was it? Grown-ups, and then grown-ups too. Yeah, and then that one with, uh, uh, with the remote control. Click. Uh, that is a click. good movie. It's not a really? good movie. I like Click a lot. And it's actually... That, there's the one it's where he, great. Him, it's him in, in, in women's makeup and oh. Al Pacino's oh hitting on him all yeah, the time. Yeah, that is the worst movie ever. Oh, I don't What's know. That, that, that where he plays his own sister? He plays his own twin. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's awful. And it's no, just a click, whole lot of... Click no. is legitimately like a good retelling of We're not like, talking about Okay, click. fine. We're talking... <laughs> fine. Yes, we all know Click has a really depressing ending, can, so can it I, can we somehow talk about redeems this de- nonsense of a movie. Can, can we talk about Click later? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about Click when we... T- when you, you and Parker can talk about Click after I go home. Um... But no, so I, I'm super excited to see him get back into this indie yeah. drama role because I know that um, Adam Sandler's a good actor when he wants to work. <laughs> yeah, well, it's weird. I mean, I guess he just kind of wants to just do his own thing. I mean, like, he must agree to these horrible roles where he plays his own sister. But he, he, no, here's he produ- if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about this, but if I'm not right. mistaken, he produces those terrible movies. Right. They're done through his production house, uh, Billy... Madison. Is it Happy, Happy Madison. Madison? Happy Madison Productions, and I think he gets some astoundingly high. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, check. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I mean, obviously, he wouldn't do it for nothing. Like, so these indie ones, he knows he's going to make no money on, but he does get a, a little more credibility. Yeah, he does a yeah. good job. In it. He also was in that Rain Over Me, which I remember that was good too. I've not seen that, that post nine eleven thing. That was a, a movie. A movie when I was like all excited because Shadow of the Colossus. Somebody plays that game in the movie. Like really? this kid plays the game, <laughs> and it's like I mean, it's, oh, it's actually like really you know emotional because it has a lot to do with nine eleven and post nine eleven and stuff, and it's really like scary and sad and whatever. But that being said, I was like, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> Going to Park, see this Parker's, movie. Parker's in, Parker's in the theater like cheering when he sees Shadow of the Colossus come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody else like we. Sir, please. So anyway, too long, didn't listen. Uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler is doing a serious movie. Yep. That is independent again. We're excited. Welcome back, Matt. <laughs> Welcome back. Mm-hmm. All right. I do want Billy Madison 3, though. That was more exciting Billy Madison me. 3, in search of Billy <laughs> that Madison mislead 2. was more exciting. <laughs> so uh, lastly, this will kind of transition us into our first trailer. That's right. Mm. Uh, there is a movie called Escape from Tomorrow. And this is a movie that premiered at Sundance this year that nobody thought would get shown anywhere else outside of Sundance, and they would just leave it at that. But apparently it's moving forward, and it's set to be on demand very soon. But the 
reason that it's scary or that no one thought it would be, you know, produced or made or finished was the director Randy Moore secretly shot his David Lynch style film at Disney World without the permission of the House of Mouse. So everybody was like, what? Because they're looking at all this footage of like. Magic Kingdom and Epcot and all sorts of nonsense. And everybody's like, there's no way they're going to allow this not, to happen. Not, not just that, but I mean, and, and we can get into it more with the trailer. But um, just looking at the images uh, from the trailer, you're seeing Goofy. Right. Like the mascots. Actual Goofy, characters. Mickey. Absolutely. Um, like, there's no question. No. Like, there's, no, s- there's no deniability. No. This is Disney. How, yeah. how, are, how are they able to do this? Because this- aren't there... Aren't there regulations in place, like, at Disney World explicitly saying, like, you can't, like, you will be... No. Uh, you, I mean, from what I understand, uh, from what uh, we've read in the article, and, and, and Parker, you, you, you know a lot more about this than I do, but it seems like they just went in um, and recorded all of this with standard, like, home video cameras, so it kind of just looked like they were, like, filming their families, and right. so nobody just paid attention to them. Yeah, the, the current... Like, they obviously didn't get stopped while it was happening because who doesn't film during... Uh, in the right. today's day and age, everybody's got their camera up, their right, phone right, up, right, whatever. Right, right. So they didn't get caught there. The question is just that now that it's coming to fruition, Disney has not stopped them from doing. Now, it could be a move that Disney's waiting for it to be, like, just about to get released and then put the kibosh That's on it. That's dumb, though. Because then that because would then, draw a lot of attention right, to themselves. Right, that would draw ire from, from critics. Yeah, so, it, it, like I feel like at this point they 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 are not going to do that. They they talked to a uh, Loyola Law School professor uh, and says that shooting inside the park isn't necessarily actionable beyond possibly trespassing claim or viol- violation of park rules. But the 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 stronger case would be involving obviously what Chris was saying: trademark law and trademark dilution, right? And somehow like using the images of Disney in a way that they don't agree to. Okay, so the trailer is is like he said yeah, David let's, let's get into it. Yeah. It's a David Lynchian very psychological dark, very horror. weird. <laughs> what we okay, here, here just breaking down the trailer. Here's what I love about this trailer. It it is so disturbing simply because a lot of the imagery makes it feel like it's going to be some happy go lucky mm-hmm. Disney film like the the words appear on screen all yep. glittery and yep. like like swooping in and then like you see some little kids eyes turn completely <laughs> black and then like some guys like there's something wrong here and the voiceover is just like really disturbing um it's a great idea for a movie because every adult that's ever gone to Disney World <laughs> like it's a really cool it's a really great place but there's always this sense of, like, this dark underbelly to <laughs> everything. I mean, if you're a fan of, like, horror movies and sci-fi movies, right. like, when you're at a place like Disney World and it's just the sheer amount of people and right. just the all, engineering that right. goes into everything. Like, you just think there's there's something happening behind the scenes that's awful. And <laughs> exactly, to, exactly. To, to even add on to that, uh, I went to Disney World one time with uh, my jazz band in high school, and right. we got to literally go under the belly of Disney, like under all these like you labyrinthian went to, You went tunnels. to Disney jail? You went to Disney jail? Yeah. You didn't tell me about <laughs> yeah. that. You went to I mean, Disney we didn't jail. go there because we were put into Disney jail, but we were down you underneath Disney World. And it's creepy. Like, it's just like disembodied heads of characters everywhere <laughs> and just seemingly endless miles of, of dimly so lit like corridors and, and access like tunnels that. and just you know, carts going everywhere. I'm surprised somebody hasn't done something sim- like the, a premise like this yeah. before. Maybe, maybe people have and they just didn't just execute didn't it well or yeah. whatever. Because it looks like you know this guy just shot some footage mm-hmm. and then just did a bunch of really smart and effective post production, like not right. crazy right. over right. the top, like aliens, but just little bits that really like, yeah. uh, what am I looking at yeah. here? You know, and and mixing it together. Look, I mean, because you know they show fireworks from uh, the zillion fireworks displays that happen mm-hmm. every right. single night at Disney, and then the, at one shot there was like a like a ex- giant explosion, like a mushroom cloud type uh-huh. explosion, yeah, yeah. just in the distance, and you're like, 
Uh, like, so you're like, okay. The one guy standing in, like, it looks to be the Epcot Center, and, like, the, the, the thing is, he becomes his head, Epcot becomes Epcot like Dome. forming itself around. He's like, face. they're in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks far out for sure. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, apparently it's coming to video on demand. I know Michael's been talking about it for a while. Michael Exit the Critic. Michael hasn't done too much on Exit the Critic. He probably stopped listening. (laughs) (laughs) I forget what it was. Wait, no, he can't stop listening because he's your roommate. So he's just going (laughs) to listen to it while you're listening. I don't. I don't listen to it around him. There, there, there was, uh, there was one he told me about, but he said he wasn't worth making an actual comment about. Wow, but I forget what it was. That's some altered oh, no, no, yeah, that so level he's... of nitpicking is what I expect <laughs> from Exit the Critic. The, the fact that he showed restraint, yeah, it says I'm a dis- lot. I'm kind of disappointed in him, honestly. <laughs> so yeah. you hear that, so Michael? Anyway, I'm calling you out. <laughs> th- this, as far as we know, this movie shall be coming to video on demand very soon. That, I'm really excited about that because I just love the idea of how this movie was made. Like, I just want to like that. That becomes more interesting to me than the actual film itself. Like the epitome of guerrilla style film. Yeah, yeah, almost like like back in the uh, '70s uh, of how guy like sometimes they would just go in with like when, when they first started creating mobile cameras in the 70s. Right. Um, and all these filmmakers like Coppola and stuff like that were like, guys like that were like, yeah, we're going to go in and, you know, do it all nitty gritty mm-hmm. and guerrilla style. And so the idea that that's kind of, obviously there's only one movie, so I can't say right. it's coming back. But yeah. the idea that somebody is doing that, it's really exciting to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, ever, I mean, I think there was, there was definitely a cert resurgence with that idea with the advent of like YouTube and other things. I mean, they, you right, know, you right. got like, everybody's making some films. It's just that the majority of them are just them sitting in front of the computer. Right. Like, oh, today, uh, uh, cool. Yeah. Hey, YouTube. A girl crying about how Robert Pattinson and what's her name aren't going to be together. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you done this? But yeah, um, it says October 11th is, I guess, when it's planning. To of be this coming, year? Yeah. To wow. Be, to be coming to video on demand. Hot damn. And I'm guessing limited box office release. All right, but, well, uh, that, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right, well, our other uh, trailer, now that we've seamlessly transitioned into trailers. Mm, so seamless. Uh, Homefront. All right, Homefront. A former DEA agent moves his family to a quiet town where he soon tangles with a local meth drug lord. This movie stars James Franco, Jason Statham, and get this, guys, oh, snap, Screenplay written by Sylvester Stallone. What? Yup. Interesting. Just just saw that here. Interesting. Based on Hmm. a novel by Chuck Logan. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, this movie is pretty much what we've come to expect from Jason Statham films. And James Franco. And James (laughs) Franco. Before this this trailer even started, me and Matt were sitting there going, man, I hope Jason Statham has to save somebody, and I hope James Franco (laughs) is super creepy. And this trailer did not disappoint. Nope. <laughs> Didn't disappoint. It somehow combines those two things into one movie. <laughs> yup. If you couldn't believe it. Um yeah. I hope there's a climactic scene. Yeah. Where like I, I think in the trailer we see an image of a, a house burning and somebody yelling. So I, I guarantee it's gonna take place like in a burning building. Oh, like, absolutely. Run! <laughs> no, you run! No, I'm gonna get you! No, I'm gonna not Save get you! Save me, Dad! <laughs> so You better watch your step. <laughs> I'm Jason Statham. <laughs> um Yeah, like, like uh, James Franco, what 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 is he doing? Why why is he taking these incredibly like just increasingly creepy roles? I don't know. He's just he's just stretching his um, wings, and well, the, <laughs> seeing what's possible. No, no, no. I can I can go creepier. I can go creepier. The la- the yeah, am I a meth lord that threatens children? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the last episode of uh, End of the Critic where we talked about movie trailers, we were going through what trailers to watch, and I forget what trailer it was that we stumbled upon, but it was starring James Franco. And you were like, oh, I wonder if he's interested in teenage girls. And the second you said that, he's like, you're a really pretty girl, like to some thirteen-year-old. You're like, all right, we're not talking oh, about this, is this movie. Is this Spring Breakers? No, no, no. no, no this, this was another movie we were watching. It's a, he's Breakers. like a coach. He's like a, a yeah, soccer coach. Soccer <laughs> coach. Yeah. 
It's like bend it like Beckham, but it's creepy. You just see a movie with James Franco and young girls, and you're like, this isn't going to end well. Yeah, exactly. So to see him again, like, all right, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm some meth cooker who's going to kidnap a little girl. Great. This is exactly (laughs) what I want for my movie portfolio. Uh, and of course, Jason Statham is playing the same character he always plays. Yep, absolutely. I I don't know that I care that he keeps playing the role. Oh no, I'm fine with him yeah, playing the same character over and again. The movies aren't necessarily ever good all the time. <laughs> I mean, once in a while, yeah. it's like a hit or miss. I'm excited for Fast Six because he's playing a bad guy. Which is yes. he he so rarely he's plays capable a bad of playing guy. a good bad guy. So right. I'm excited for he that. He doesn't do it often. Do you know that he almost died in Expendables Three? What? what? Yeah, apparently there was a, an incident involving faulty brakes on a truck that was like supposed to stop before it, you know, went into the Black Sea. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like and and they like they couldn't get the Whoa. brakes to work and like, but I guess they got it stopped or he he did something. So, but yeah, he, he used <laughs> he used the power of Statham to stop the truck. <laughs> yeah, apparently Terry Crews was talking about it on Jay Leno, and he was talking about. His near-death experience, but it sounds more like Jason Statham, who was driving the truck, like would have been really like screwed had it gone into the water. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna well, die. <laughs> of course, well, that would be fitting if he if he died while driving a vehicle. Like, <laughs> very, very yeah. fitting. Yeah, I feel like that's how he's got to go. So, like, Homefront again looks pretty formulaic i don't know that it's it gonna does. be bad I, don't, I, f- I forget who was talking about it somebody was talking about the trailer for it and saying that it looked pretty good and i mean to that person like, i say eh, i don't know <laughs> i mean it's like i said like i said during the trailer it's good to see winona ryder still working yeah you actually the, the words you used were she's still alive <laughs> she's still alive I'd forgotten she was uh, a voice in uh frank and now Lee. the real question <laughs> is who's brave enough to hire her because the good Lord knows how much, you know, money she's taking from the set just in stolen <laughs> items. <laughs> just going, just nice. in stolen nice. items alone. <laughs> Go, going for that low-hanging fruit. All in that. <laughs> yeah, all right. right in the gut. <laughs> so. Well, Winona Ryder, check her off. Uh, likes, enter the critic. Cross that name <laughs> yeah, off. Gone. Saying. Fandom gone. I still think you're pretty cute, Winona. <laughs> Gotta throw that out there. Uh, she's back. Hey, she's back. She's back. Schaefer, talking about females. <laughs> she's back. She's back. What, I feel that role. <laughs> Another, a celebrity that you think is attractive? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Uh, she's got nice games. Don't ever, Gotta throw that don't, one out Don't ever say that word again on my podcast. Gotta throw that one out there every once in a while. Uh, Homefront comes out November 27th uh, in theaters, I guess, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Jason Statham film. It's either coming out to a select few theaters or every theater for one weekend. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the latter. Sounds about right. So. <laughs> I I might see that depending on how really bored. No. <laughs> depending on how I really bored I am. No, you won't. <laughs> we I, already. Hey, uh, I'll see we it when it comes out on VHS. Hey, <laughs> listeners. Uh, just to let you know, we have our whole fall schedule uh, completely blocked out. Yep. Um, not going to tell you what it is. Oh, okay. No, no, good. no, no, no. Because we don't no want to. No yeah. spoilers. Yeah, seriously. But it's pretty good. It's so pretty keep good. listening. It's pretty good. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep with it. <laughs> don't, don't give up on us yet. Don't give up. <laughs> we, we can brief life into this dead medium sooner or later. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, we saw Riddick. Bounty hunters. Hunted. Riddick! Left for dead. When darkness falls, now we play for blood. The battle begins. This man sees in the dark. What is happening? Time's up. You're not afraid of the dark, are you? Riddick, rated R. Left for dead on a sun scorched planet, Riddick finds himself up against an alien race of predators. Not to be confused with the trademark predators. Activating an emergency beacon alert for two ships, one carrying a new breed of mercenary, the other captained by a man from Riddick's past. This movie stars Vin Diesel, 
Carl Urban? I'm saying it stars Carl Urban is really generous. Yeah. Um, he's in it for a whopping two minutes. He's not in it. Um, Katie Sackhoff. Anybody else worth mentioning? Let's see anybody nope, else not really. Yeah. Pretty much, so, pretty Matt, much Vin Diesel. What did you think? Uh, Riddick. Riddick was ridiculous. Oh! Nah, I, yeah, I, I just had to do that because I knew that you just came up with that, huh? You just thought yeah. of that on the floor. <laughs> just thought of it just now. Uh yeah, no, it was pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> Riddick, you know, I've never seen Chronicles of Riddick. So I'm not even going to bother comparing it to that. Okay. I heard, so, uh, I I heard Chronicles. There's a good chunk of the story you were a smidge confused on. Yeah, not really. That. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I okay. Mean, yeah, the flashback sequences, and then the rest is like, oh, yes, they want to kill him. Good. Good. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that movie. But you saw Pitch Black. Um, yes, I did see Pitch Black, which is kind of similar to this movie. And, uh, yeah, this, this felt on par both. In story and quality to Pitch Black. I, I remember liking Pitch Black, but not to a great extent. I enjoy the character Riddick. It's kind of how I still feel. Like, when Riddick's on the screen, it's, it's usually it's usually somewhat entertaining, because he's a, a somewhat entertaining character. I, I, I understand what you mean. Um, Riddick, specifically, uh, any and like all the Riddick movies... Um, I, I can honestly say this is the only franchise where I care more about the character of Riddick, mm-hmm. and I find the character more interesting than the universe in which he's in. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's not a terribly original take on like a sci-fi universe, well, really. Well, in Chronicles, they tried very hard to yeah. make it some original. They, they tried to add in some alien races, yeah. and, and it just didn't... It just didn't work and it wasn't cohesive enough i mean chronicles has problems i love that movie because riddick's in it and i love riddick as a character but the worlds that he plays in just aren't that interesting yeah um but no this is this is riddick back to basics this is this is basically him like the the, them taking the character back to pitch black Mm um going on just just what I thought about it right out of the gate. Um, I really like that they kind of wrapped up what happened really quickly at the end of Chronicles of Riddick. Um, just, just you know, because th- I was afraid they were going to just abandon that timeline of like, no, uh, no, whoops, that didn't happen because uh, we don't, we didn't, we don't care anymore. Um, no, they do, they do quickly. See, you know, like, all right, we, we're done with that. Moving on. Um, and then when he's dumped on this this hostile planet, I mean, I I just love the fact that the first ten minutes is just him, mm-hmm. and it's all like internal. More than ten, long. maybe. Is it like? Oh, it could be like it's fifteen. A, it's a pretty large amount of time. Um, um, him with his pet dog. Yeah, I would say that almost comprises the first twenty twenty five minutes of the movie. I mean, I could. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm bad at judging time. It's um, it's it's a pretty long portion, and yeah, I actually uh, I actually kind of like the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I I saw it with Michael of Exit the Credit. That's right. And he uh, we didn't talk much about it, but he commented that the movie took a while for him to get into. I was a little bit on the contrary. I actually liked the beginning where Riddick was on his own, you know, battered and bruised, and trying to figure stuff out very quickly on how to like stay alive because there's animals hunting him and it's oppressive and he doesn't know you know where he's gonna get his next meal etc etc and i kind of like that it was a simple little survival story at the beginning the beginning of the movie for me felt very much because riddick is basically conan the barbarian in space Mm -hmm. and it's always Mm -hmm. been that way and this movie in the very beginning is very very much like the beginning of um Conan the Barbarian, where Conan is just dumped. Like, once his slavers let him go, he's like, you're free. Go. And he's, like, trucking it across the desert, tr- like, outrunning dogs, trying to survive. And obviously, in, in Conan the Barbarian, that's only, like, five minutes. Uh, and so, like, I'm watching this part where he's, like, this fall from, you know, the kingdom that he has with the Necromongers. Like, he's the their, their king. And now all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I need to find water. 
<laughs> like, yeah. and he's just doing anything he can to survive. Um, and I really, I really liked that. And then, of course, the planet he's on has some weird alien that shows up with some weird, or not weird, but like some some uh, uh, event in pitch black. It was when night rolls around, and, and this, this one is like when, when rain it rains. Hits. So when it rains, was, it pours. That was a little lame. I will give him that. I'm like, okay, yeah. That's, I guess they have to have some reason for him to get off this planet. Um, but then I did like the fact that there are two Merc teams after him, and these Merc teams don't like each other. Mm. And the the uh, frustration between the two of them. Whereas one Merc team is very much like, hey, whatever, we're just you do know, it yourself. Yeah, yeah, we don't care. And the other was very militant, almost a almost like professional like police yeah. you know for hire and of course i mean at, at this point I, I don't think it's a spoiler because they they let it out uh, of the bag pretty quickly um the second merc team is ran by the father of the mercenary who captures him in pitch black yeah john's uh, and he's been after riddick for all this time trying to figure out what happened to his son on that uh, on the planet that Pitch Black takes place on, which is interesting because once he finally gets answers, he's like, "Oh well, I guess that's it." Then, <laughs> like he doesn't really. I feel like the character really doesn't gain too much from this. Well, but pretty dangerous uh, expedition that he I, goes on. I I think that was handled poorly because I think the the implication was like, "Well, okay, you've you've dedicated the last I forget what he says like twenty years." Of of his life to this pursuit, mm-hmm. and it's pretty anticlimactic. It's right. like, yeah, you, your son was a junkie. Uh, I didn't kill him, but he died on the planet. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's sorry. Like, <laughs> like oh, that's how I it thought was. like and 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 for twenty years he's been searching and, right. and you know his whole life has been dedicated to this one point. It's like eh, oh, that's oh, all well, I got for you. Sorry. I, I guess that's it. Um. So yeah, that part was handled a little poorly. This whole movie felt like almost like, like you said, like there's just a meh. Like it was okay. Yeah, I mean, there's it wasn't nothing, bad. There's, nothing, there's, there's no, nothing really bad about it. It's no. just kind of like nothing really jumps out at you. Another case of the old red band blues. Probably my one of my favorite parts in the movie. I had already seen Which when he that? is uh, locked up in chains. Uh, says to the one. It's it's not a spoiler because if you've seen the Red Band trailer, yeah, it's in it. So it's if you really care, skip it's ahead, a, it, whatever. It's in the trailer. But uh, you know, he threatens the one leader of the the one like do it yourself mercenary crew who's just like an asshole, and he says, you know, I'm gonna when I get out of these chains, first, first thing first thing I'm gonna first do, thing is, I'm gonna kill do you. is kill you with that knife. Yeah. Uh, which he actually lies because he's still in the chains when he does it. But uh, right, right. He you know the somehow he the the knife or the it's more like a yeah, machete, machete yeah. uh gets attached to the ceiling and then it falls and Riddick catches it with his foot and then he does a little flip with it and then yeah. just kicks it into the guy's head yeah i thought that part was pretty cool that was pretty awesome but you most know, most of the really cool happen. parts of this movie are given like wholesale away in the trailer yeah um, very much so now like I, I, I am predisposed to enjoy this film because I like, you know, the, like I said, I love the character of Riddick right. so much. Now, the second I walked out of this theater, after seeing it, my first thought was, I already can see what people are going to complain about, and I can't really argue with them on it, even though I really liked it. Which is? Um, it's basically pitch black. Yes. Um... Like that is the big one, yeah. Right there, it's basically it really it's is. just it's like basically the same, it's the same framework. basic concept. Yeah. So a lo- I could see a lot of people complaining about that, and I can't really fault them for it. Um, some of the acting is a little rough. Yeah, the movie suffers again when Riddick is not on screen. Oh yeah, because the uh, the mercenaries. Eh, some of them are good. Some of them are okay. Some of them are on right, the whole, they're not particularly not captivating. Great. Yeah. Um, there's a really weird character in the movie that's this young. It's a weird combination of of concepts. Yeah, he's like yeah, a I young kid who's like really religious, and 
it just makes for a really odd character choice for like a background character that I didn't know what to make of. And I just ended up not caring about him and just thinking of the writers just like, why did you do this? I, I <laughs> why did you even put that character in the movie? Yeah, exactly. I almost feel that this movie would do well with a director's cut. Yeah. And because there seems to be there's probably a lot on the cutting room floor. Uh, the director of this film, who who has directed all of the, yeah, he directed both Chronicles and Pitch Black. I know Chronicles. He was super excited to do a um, director's cut and ended up um, putting in something like almost almost like twenty full minutes. Wow, something I could be wrong about that. Michael can pull that out on yeah, pull, pull that on and exit the critic. Um, but I know that he he is so behind, like he so believes in this uh, uh, franchise. Like this is like one of his favorite franchises to write for. Yeah. Um, and I I almost feel like if if this movie doesn't kill the character of Riddick off as far as a franchise is concerned, if if miraculously we get another Riddick movie, I almost feel like he should write it. But then give it to another director, sure. Um, because sure. I just I'll feel like he that. doesn't know what to do with this. Because again, they have an amazing character in Riddick, and it's almost like he doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah. Um, because he wants to make him in, in, in Pitch Black, he's this down and dirty uh, criminal who's a, a, a killer and like the complete antithesis of an antihero. But then in Chronicle, they try to make him more of. Um, like like he's he's not human. You find out he's not human. He's right. actually this Furian or whatever that is. He's the last of his people, mm-hmm. uh, or supposedly last of his people. And he tries to make it, which is odd because there's mythical. no there's no reason for him. Because isn't the only thing that really differentiates him is his eyes. Is his eyes, yeah. and th- and that's not even part of his race. No, like he, no. He, they, they I thought he said that they is. did that to himself. Yeah, and that's part of the. Again, it's like they don't know what to do with his character in the first movie. He explains his eyes away by saying, "What you got to do is get sent to a supermax prison, yeah, and then you pay some doctor to do an eye shine job on you." And then in Chronicle, professional doctors won't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, in Chronicle, uh, I think her name is Jack. I think it's Jack. Um, says that she got sent to a supermax and. Hey, couldn't find this doctor. They don't do this 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 eye shine job, and here it's 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 a part of his race. Okay, so it is a part of him. Yeah, it's a part of his of his uh, uh, people, the Furians or whatever gotcha. they're called. And so there again, it just feels like okay, you want it like this this gritty uh, criminal, but then he's also the last of his people. But now we're going back to form of what people fell in love with the Riddick character to begin with. Um. And he, it's like he's juggling too much stuff. He doesn't know what he wants to do with this character. And yeah. That's a real shame. In this movie, it's weird because, uh, you know, at times we're met to think like, oh, he's he's just trying to make it. And, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He He has his own code or whatever. And then, like, you know, we talked about him and his dog. At one point, he, like, locks up his dog and just leaves him to die. <laughs> You remember that part? Yep, yep. He leaves his little puppy uh, alien dog in a cage and, like, doesn't let him out. And then, you know, when the dog shows up later, he's like, ah, a little escape artist, as if, like, oh, good for you. You let yourself out. I was just going to let you starve. Like, <laughs> like yeah. even as someone who's not, like, a bazonkers, like, animal lover, I was just like, dude, you're not going to let the dog out? You're just going to let him starve in his little cage? Yeah, again, it just feels like... It was a weird know. character choice. Yeah, they, I, they, I, I would love to see... Um, what this like? What another director could do with this character? Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I don't think we're gonna get that because this movie isn't doing that. I mean, it's not doing bad. Uh, let's see. But right now, it's 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 rated rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Which uh, I it's at sixty. It oh, is. Has it gone up? Last I checked, it, it, is, was it like... actually went up. It's at okay. sixty. Um, and rightfully so because as as okay as this movie is. 
I've seen far, far, far. Yeah, worse. I mean, again, it doesn't have a lot bad with it. And I couldn't tell. I couldn't say. It doesn't one leave thing an overwhelmingly like, good taste in your mouth, but it's not like it leaves. But a bad it did. It, but it did leave me thinking, like, man, I could, I could go for another Riddick movie. It yeah. made me want to go back and rewatch yeah. Pitch Black, and maybe want to go even as much, even as as choppy and poorly done as uh, Chronicles was. I, I still wanted to go back and rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, no, I. I, I really think that uh, people should be going out and seeing this when it comes to Blu-ray. I mean, I'm probably going to pick it up. I know my wife really liked it. She was really into it. It was a budget of 38. It's already made 32, almost 33. That'll make that back yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's more of it's more of if the the personnel involved really want to do it because I think a big part of why this got done is because what's the director's name? name? Uh, David Twohy. Twohy. <laughs> David Toy. Uh, if it's him, I think, him I think and Vin him, Diesel, him and Vin Diesel are love behind this, this franchise. 100%. Yeah, like Vin Diesel would do a hundred thousand Riddick movies, um, and he would, uh, you know, steer a hundred thousand Riddick video games in the right direction. Well, yeah, I mean, um, the the Riddick video games, uh, especially Escape from Butcher Bay, which is a phenomenal game. Uh, it's out on Steam. Get it? It's so good. Um, he voices. Like Vin Diesel does the voice of Riddick mm-hmm. in every video game, because um, he just believes in the character so much and loves playing him. Right. Um, Both on the screen and on a controller. Eh. 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 I got nothing here. Yeah, I I thoroughly recommend that people go out and see it. Uh, check if it out if you if, if, aren't going to see anything else. No, I mean, well, there's not much out. Right uh, now this weekend, anyway. there's some good movies coming out actually. So we'll, we'll review those next time. I mean, no, we won't. <laughs> oh no, that's right, we won't. We're, no, we won't. We're on vacation. I'm on vacation. They're, saying, they're still going to be. Cut. They're still going to be. They're still going to be episodes. Oh, uh, I, there I, will I, be. I, I called in some ringers. We so. got some. We got some top men working on them. And by top men, I mean my wife. Top <laughs> men. Again, by top men, I mean my wife. <laughs> but uh, so. All right, well, let's uh, slap a rating on this bad boy. I will give Riddick. Hit me. I'll give Riddick uh, 13 out of 21 machetes uh, expertly flipped on one's foot and then shot via a a sitting kick into someone's cranium. All right, well, I'm going to give it uh, 15 out of 23. Uh, hover bikes that, for no reason at all, look like choppers. <laughs> yeah, very much like uh, motorcycles. Yep, very, very, mu- very much like choppers. Yep. So I, I thought that was cool. I didn't see the cool. functionality in it. But also, it really there's a point looking. again given away in the red band trailer where uh, Vin Diesel uh, just saddles himself on the back of of the hover bike. To uh, give us a cool shot of him, like barely grabbing on and just he's, like daggling his body. He's in the doing. Back. If, if if anybody out there uh, listening knows anything about uh, like the super motocross, he is doing something called the Superman. Yeah, uh, uh, not for really. No sh- reason. Not really sure what the point of that is. No reason at all. That, that it point. just it looks, looks cool. cool. So uh, that was my yeah. point because I thought in the trail, I'm like, how are they going to tie this into like what point will this serve? Oh, yeah, no why, why will he need whatsoever. to do that? Whatsoever. Oh, he just he just did. <laughs> he it. doesn't need to do it at all. He's still like, guys, check it out. I'm Riddick. <laughs> Slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did look cool. So, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and check that out. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, that that about wraps it up here for this episode of uh, Enter the Critic. As always, want to uh, encourage people to go check out our Facebook page, like us on Facebook, uh, go and find us on iTunes and rate us, uh, review us, tell a friend. I'd appreciate it if you guys could do all that rate, stuff. Rate, review, uh, also want to renew, well, <laughs> While you're doing that, why don't you check out some of the other great podcasts on the Eric Trivia Podcast Network. Um, we and, have, uh, such as Enter the Critic. Yep, yep, and... Ninjas vs. Podcast. Yeah. Right now that's all we got. Uh, there was one other one that Eric did, and it uh, it's not a thing anymore. So it died a short death. Let's, let's not even worry about plugging that. Uh, uh, also want to uh, thank Bobby Roberts for the use of our theme song off the Geek Remix albums. You can get them at geeks, geekremix.com for free. They're free, Matt. Matt, they're free. Uh, mercifully, Parker is not here, so I will not come. Yeah, they're free. 
Uh, it's they, a tag know. tag team deal. Um, also wanted to take a moment to uh, to uh, to thank uh, a good uh, good buddy Seth Doctor, a uh, friend of mine on Facebook, who is constantly doctor, plugging the doctor. show on his Give Facebook page, which I, I greatly appreciate him doing. So good looking out, man. Filmcast. Uh, and also one one last plug. Um, while while uh, checking out some of our our friends' uh, uh, podcasts, I found a podcast called In Focused Filmcast. Um, a a weekly discussion on film and television, and sometimes they do video games. Uh, starring a, a, a buddy of ours named Anton Jackson. Mm, wonderful man. Yeah, he's a great guy. Uh, I listened to their podcast, and I got to say, I, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, Is it better than ours? You can, just, you can I say it. I, we're funnier. Um, they're more well-informed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that trade-off. <laughs> so, um, so if you... <laughs> I, I'm sure they actually attempt serious discussion of films. They do. Saying that they we're do. funnier is being like, "Hey, we got something. <laughs> we, we, we're doing something different." They, they uh, and and they discuss a lot more in depth of television and mm. uh, things like that. So, whereas whereas you guys are like, "Hey, Breaking Bad," and I'm like, "I don't, I don't care, care about television." I'm only now getting into Doctor Who. Uh, my wife oh, finally got me into Doctor Who, so I'm yay, hitting that the doctor. eight years after it premiered. Uh, that's great. That's okay. I couldn't get for the first season. Well, so. I, I'm told I got to muscle through the first season to get the good stuff. All right. So, but yeah, check out In Focus Filmcast. Uh, some good stuff over there. But don't, but, but, but just don't give up but on don't, us. But, but don't, don't give, give up. up on us. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, I'm Chris Clump. I am Matt Schaefer. Uh, Parker went upstairs, so... Uh, <laughs> Parker's upstairs making some sort of uh, late dinner. So, <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.